Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once again. This is episode number 208, entitled Classic Press versus WordPress. It was published on Thursday the 3rd of December 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and a couple of bits of housekeeping just before we get into the main event. Head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash black, that's our Black Friday page. Believe it or not, quite a few of the deals extend well beyond Black Friday and Cyber Monday, so if you've still got a few dollars or pounds left jangling around at the bottom of your pocket, head over to that page. It's a searchable, filterable list of all the deals that we know about that are still available. wpbuilds.com forward slash black. The only other one is wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. That's the page where you can keep in touch with all that we do at WP Builds. We produce the podcast episode. That's what you're listening to now. That comes out every Thursday. And then every Tuesday, we produce This Week in WordPress. It's a video live. And also we turn that into a podcast. And we also have a newsletter which comes out. So wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. You can join our Facebook group on that page as well. It's a very polite welcoming place to ask your WordPress questions, and there's our YouTube channel and a variety of other things too. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress Block Editor. You can check it out at absplittest.com. If you would like, like AB Split Test to advertise on WP Builds, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. Okay, what are we talking about this week? It's David Wormsley and I having another debate. In fact, it's our final debate. After this, we're going to be moving on to the A to Z, or A to Z, depending on where you live, of WordPress. But for now, the last debate... Classic Press versus WordPress. I don't know if you've been following this story, but when Gutenberg came out in WordPress Core, a fork of WordPress took place and it was called Classic Press. It's been going from strength to strength ever since. David is going to be fighting its corner, whereas I'm going to be fighting the corner of WordPress. There's an awful lot in here. It's actually really interesting what the Classic Press posture is, what it is that they claim that they do better, how they've changed things and how they are hoping to keep things maintained into the future. I hope that you enjoy the podcast. In today's debate, we are talking about classic press versus WordPress. So this is actually the end of our debate season. And it's I think this is one I've been looking forward to because I think we might actually genuinely disagree. So I'm ready <sighs> to storm off, Nathan, yes. and tell you where to stick the next season. Yeah, that, I love it that you've, <laughs> you've, you've decided that we did a debate season. You've sort of put a, a wrapper <laughs> around it like there was any intention to, to have it like that. Yeah, the debate. I think this is number 20, though. So 20 felt like a good time to, to sort of call it a day on debating. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Shall we talk about what we're going to do next? Yeah, that, it's really quirky. I, I'm sure that you must have come up with this idea because it's clever and I like it. <laughs> well, we're going to try and do the A to Z or A to Z, if you're an American, of uh, WordPress. So each 
each chat that we have coming up every two weeks and like we'll yep. uh, we'll take a letter and we'll talk about something related to wordpress so hopefully the idea is that we'll cover the whole range of things related to wordpress we'll cover everything kind of security and updates and whatever and, <laughs> so and when we, we get to through. the letters x q and z <laughs> we're just gonna really struggle <laughs> Yeah, well, we've worked out cheats around those, haven't we? But yeah. uh, I think, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Anyway, it gives us some kind of structure to our conversations yeah. and keeps us on point. So, yeah, it's yeah, nice. Fun. That is really nice. I quite kind of like the idea of doing an A to Z. So that'll last more or less a whole year if we do every if we do an episode every couple of weeks. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, more than a year. No, I exactly know. a year. Exactly a year. Yeah, and we're coming up to probably about four years of talking to each other. So as it goes every other, yeah, this will take us up to five years of you and I talking to each it's, other. It's Amazing. not. It's not healthy for anybody. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but we got to get through today. And yeah, without say, falling out, storm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so um, okay, people won't necessarily know what classic press is. So shall I just point out a few things about it? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But, yeah, it's well, it's a fork of WordPress 4.9 before the Gutenberg block editor was introduced. And really, it is a reaction against this decision. So it's a fork of WordPress at that point for those people who didn't really want Gutenberg. And it was started by a Laravel developer who's a long term user of WordPress, Scott Bowler. I think that's right, isn't it? I Could be that bowler, 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 don't know. Could be bowler, mm. bowler. Oh, anyway. um, yeah, so he, he, well, he first started campaigning against Gutenberg not to go into core, at least until the majority of support was there for it or to keep it as a plugin. So he started this project and that started in August of 2018 and it still continues with, actually, they've got their own developers now writing plugins for it. I think Scott has actually bowed out on it because he's got other commitments, but there's still plenty of people doing it there. And at the moment, they're actually forking some other plugins. Uh, some They're doing a fork of um, WooCommerce. Wow. Creating their own classic e-commerce and there's SEO plugins and other things. So it's still going, and I'm going to argue for classic press which is a tough one really well no i think you've got some obviously for those people listening we spend quite a long time often several hours chatting before we press record and there's an awful lot of <laughs> stuff that you've got which i think makes a lot of sense can i just ask about this classic press do, do you have any do you have any insight as to whether or not it's still growing that is to say you know you said that this scott guy who led the charge has mm. stepped away do you do you get the impression that you know its growth or its statistics of installs or anything like that is still growing or is this are we really just talking about um, a plugin which is you know it's got a use case for people who are definitively against Gutenberg but Jeez. nothing else? Yeah, I think it's a real really small group of users. I mean, they've got some clearly clever developers are really behind it and one of the arguments i guess for joining in with it is that it's a small community now mm. so you can kind of make your mark you know you you become a bigger fish in a smaller pond i guess if you get involved in this you've got a, a smaller community around you i don't think it's dying i mean i joined because of this debate that we're going to have i 
asked a question about how they could help me to argue for classic press on their forum. And I've joined in on other little bits of debates on their forum. It's very slow movement, but you can tell that since it started a couple of years ago or just over, it's it's continued to keep doing some work. But of course, it is only there's a lot of debates within it as well about Mm. how it can move forward as WordPress continually moves forward but yeah i think it's god there's really no answer to how many people are using it there's no statistics there mm. the the other question i have again before we get into the debate just about it is do you know whether or not it's the, the moment in time 4. what 4.9 it was forked off wordpress 4.9 mm. Is that a moment where the two were completely inseparable or do you know if they keep going back to WordPress core in its latest iterations, 5 and 5.1 and so on, to 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 take other things which are critical. Um, I, I'm struggling to think of anything, but I'm imagining there are scenarios where Classic Press could benefit from some of the things that have got nothing to do with the block editor that are in newer yeah. versions of WordPress. Do you know if that's happening? I, I don't, mm. but I don't think so. Okay. I mean, most of their project, you can see if you go to their website, um, they give you 10 reasons for why you might be interested in it. And okay. there's also a roadmap as well. And most of it, in fact, the work has started in because they're still, I think, they're just moving into their second stage of their roadmap. So their okay. first stage has been about getting rid of stuff, actually. So I'll go on with one of the benefits, I guess, yeah. for them is okay. the, the fact that they're removing a lot of the stuff that is in WordPress that they felt wasn't needed now. So things like, well, security is their big thing. So XML RPC is the one of the biggest security risks coming. So they're taking that out, that connection that you could make with the, I don't know how it's used. It was used for, um, I think it was for Nathan things like me for things like apps and things to to call back into WordPress and and so on and so forth. But if you so for example, yeah. I've got a few plugins that tell me like the security plugins that that give an illustration. You know, if you're not using it for X, Y, and Z, then just disable it. And and virtually every security solution that I've ever looked at in WordPress tells me, look, unless you absolutely know that you're using it, switch it off. Yes, and I know it's only used on one of the sites that I look after, and mm. that's because they wanted to be able to send from an email a publisher post. And, right. But it's on by default in WordPress, so that's something that will go out. So they've got this concept there where they will take out things that are just not needed by the majority of people, and if they are likely to be needed, they'll be put aside as as kind of classic plugins that you can add in should you need it. So one of their benefits is about the fact that it's going to clear out some of these security risks by default and get rid of some of the other stuff, which is still under debate. So things like the GDPR add-on where it instantly creates that page. Um, That was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction at the time to GDPR coming out. It, It gives you something which is a format, but it's not something that's going to be legally of much use. So things like that, unnecessary and other debates like post formats when Matt Mullenweg was a big fan of Tumblr before buying it. Um, it, He had this post formats where you could make WordPress behave like Tumblr. But that, that I think that's another one in the debates for coming out. So they're moving slowly on the things. One of their things is that they can, because of a smaller community, they can make the minimum requirement PHP seven. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in WordPress still that is unneeded or not uh, it's not the best quality code 
as mm. I understand it, mm. because it needs to support earlier versions. Um, so Classic Press can start with that. So it's the opposite to what you're suggesting. Have they borrowed stuff? No, it's more been the project's been more about taking away stuff that's not needed right. in WordPress. Yeah, well, obviously it's my job today to sort of defend WordPress, mm. I suppose. And <laughs> I suppose the first thing I would say is, you know, in terms of stripping stuff out, that I, I don't really have a defense against that. If XML RPC, which I never pronounced correctly, I had to really say that slowly, <laughs> isn't being used, it just seems like a great idea to strip it out. I, I would imagine most of us have not implemented it for a goodly period of time. And, you know, you've immediately your uh, WordPress security plugin of choice has flagged it as a, as a thing that you need to fix. That just strikes me as quite a good idea. And like you say, if they're going to mm. build that in as a, as um, uh, an additional plugin, which you could re you know replace that functionality once they've stripped it out, that seems like a good idea. The only thing I suppose in WordPress's defence is that WordPress's job forever seems to have been to honour mm. backwards compatibility, and so I would mm. imagine if the slate was being drawn and WordPress was being created right now, that technology wouldn't be implemented given the landscape of security issues and threats and so on. But they're they're mm. presumably not wanting to break the countless thousands of sites like the one that you've just mentioned that's using email. They're not wanting to break it. So, you know, I can see why they haven't stripped that out. In terms of the yeah. sort of privacy policy that, yeah, that really goes nowhere, that does seem a little bit odd. You know, I don't know if anybody's ever looked at that, but when you install WordPress, you get this draft privacy page, which has got some pre-filled text in and then just a bunch of headings, which are blank. Yeah. So it is purposefully not useful. The idea, I suppose, is that you would go in and, you know, don't create a privacy policy based upon a template because that's not going to be a, an actual privacy policy. It's going to be a template. So, yeah, I, it's, I, I think it's, yeah. It, I mean, there's an argument for moving that because it was perhaps a bad idea because mm. if you understood the first thing about GDPR, it was about getting organizations to review their own situation, how they right. took data and then be transparent. So by giving you a template, it's kind of defeated the purpose of GDPR. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mm. I see what you mean. And it, it does seem like it was, you know, something which anybody with half an ounce of common sense could have done by just creating a page of their own. I guess somebody somewhere was trying to be helpful. And we did seem to be in a furore in 2018 with GDPR. Yeah, yeah. There were lots of headless chickens running about. But in terms of the... In terms of the security, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to disagree with that because although mm. they, you say that they've got a, a, an emphasis on security, I can only imagine that that the eyeballs, the number of eyeballs on WordPress security, must be exponentially more than are on classic press security. And what I mean by that is, you know, people who are contributing to core, trying to constantly update that and fix security issues, but also, you know, all these third-party systems like WordFence, iTheme Security, WebArcs, Security, mm. and so on and so forth, always discovering things on their own by looking for problems and largely to do with WordPress and plugin architecture. So... I guess, yeah, you may have the argument that Classic Press might be a bit more secure because there's a different set of eyeballs and they've stripped out a load of things. But equally, I think you could make the counterpoint that WordPress, because of its importance and because of the fact that there are people who literally their career is to make sure that WordPress is secure, I think you could probably argue that uh, it's not more secure. That is to say, Classic Press isn't more secure. Okay, well, let's go from a different angle on this. So 
they've got all the benefits, obviously, is, um, you know, a lot of people using classic press are obviously WordPress fans who just didn't want Gutenberg for various reasons, mm. which I'll come on to as my points. But maybe the security risk to WordPress is not generally WordPress itself. Mm. And this is taking a version which will be fairly secure. Mm. What you're doing there is you're limiting the number of changes which are coming after, which have obviously increased with the Gutenberg project, increasing the chances of more new security issues. Mm. But also you're cutting down if you've not got so many updates, then you don't have so many plugins that need to update and yeah. then you don't introduce more security um, yeah. problems. So I yeah. guess they're trying to get the, the base as secure as possible by removing the weaknesses, mm. but having less updates will probably keep it more secure. Yeah, I suppose the number of updates must, well, it, it, certainly the number of updates and lack of updates for the countless mm. tens of thousands of plugins, it, a yeah. considerable um, security vector i suppose or a, you know a, a vulnerability um could be in almost any plugin that hasn't been updated yeah so if less of those are compatible and also if literally nobody's installing because the install base for classic press is so small if literally zero people have installed this particular plugin which has now got a vulnerability spread across 40,000 wordpress websites then <laughs> yeah. that's kind of security as an accident not by design, if you know what I mean. But yeah, fair enough. Good point. I mean, it has a huge, I think its biggest appeal is this idea for, for somebody like me who loves stability and, and finds that maintenance of WordPress is, is becoming quite a problem um, because there's so many updates, so many things to consider. If they manage to succeed in their project where they've been working on it, you know, their community forum uh, is there where you can kind of put your votes in for the future of this. And most people are voting for what are going to be the essential plugins that are going to be needed as it breaks away further from WordPress, what's going to need to run on it. Now, at the moment, they're in a situation where most things are going to be backwards compatible. So most of the plugins out there and they've been looking around to find out who who is likely to continue to support them over the years. So mm. there are, I know there's, there's um, Beaver Builder intend to carry on having their plugin work with the classic press. There's also, I think they got a commitment from, um, uh, what's the form used that you use? The um, new one, Fluent, Fluent Forms, forms is yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've given a commitment. So there's those, but in other terms, they're, they're talking about, um, Forking some of these, as I mentioned, there's the Woo, there's the classic commerce, as they call it, which is a fork of WooCommerce and some other ones out there. So this idea that you might have this fairly stable bunch of plugins which work with that version, which do the job that you you want, is really appealing. So a lot of mm. people are using it for the idea that they build a site. It's a fairly static site built with, a, say, a page builder that doesn't need updates that can just stay on it. It's not going to need so many updates. You just ah, stay, right. you won't need to maintain it. Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah. So a use case where you build a, let's say, a fairly basic site where the 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 owner of that site is really ultimately not that bothered about adapting things or modifying things or updating necessarily all that often. Mm. And you just install Classic Press, let it go and, and check in with it far less frequently because you've you've only got these committed plugins. Yeah, that is interesting. Just in terms of the, the form plugins, I do wonder if, for example, form plugins have got a, a kind of almost like a commitment, all of them, to support the classic editor because at the moment a lot of them can deploy little classic editors as as one of their 
options if you know what i mean you can yeah. you can have a text yeah. widget that you throw in form a multi-line um form element and so i wonder if there's a is a commitment there which you know is just a requirement um yeah that's interesting i suppose the, the drawback of that argument though is if you've got a limited array of um options which are stable mm. the, the let's say for example that tomorrow a new plugin comes out which is just utterly fabulous it's completely beguiling everything about <laughs> it is exactly what you need i know i'm crystal ball staring but it's perfectly what you need and yet for for reasons unknown it doesn't work on classic press and yet it is the exact thing that you need what i'm saying yeah. is you're going to be constrained by by the limitations of classic press in the future whereas everything will work on WordPress, whether it's something which is compatible with Classic Press or not. It'll just work on WordPress. Well, hopefully it will work on WordPress without any problems. And so that seems like you're potentially limiting what's possible, even though in your setup it may be um, much more stable. And I know that for a lot of people, me and you, the stability of things is crucial. And and so I can, I can see that from both sides. But there's something about mm. looking at new solutions and looking at new plugins and imagining things that haven't yet been built, which is quite beguiling as well. Yeah, well, Classic Press have got the argument for that. Now, whether they can maintain that at, at presently, and I think it's one of their 10 reasons for considering Classic Press, mm. is that, well, if you need that, you can up upgrade to... They're not changing anything. You know, it still is WP... Um, admin login it still is wordpress kind of frozen there um but you can still go and upgrade so should this new beguiling product come out then okay you take your site you upgrade to wordpress and you use that new solution i wonder though how um I wonder how long that would maintain itself. So as an example, you know, right at the beginning we said are they still mm -hmm. are they still observing WordPress 5.2, 5.1 and so on and then just stripping yeah. out the Gutenberg bits each time that happens. And there must be a point at which the paths have divided so far that trying to upgrade if you like it's interesting you use the word upgrade <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to trying to upgrade yourself to to WordPress would break many of the things that that were working in WordPress 4.9 but no longer worked in WordPress 5.9 or whatever it might or 6.2 or whatever you know you, you imagine what I'm saying that at some point yes. the compatibility will break down and make it so that the two are completely incompatible yeah from what I saw I think this is something that's been considered particularly with the one that does appeal to me particularly is the classic commerce mm. the fork of woocommerce because you know recently i've been trying to do some work on woocommerce and i can I, you know it's the same issue i do a small tweak to woocommerce using a snippet and by the next upgrade it's broken or i'm installing one of their uh, add-ons and it again the instructions aren't quite right I'm, I'm not that happy. I mean, I love WooCommerce because it allows me to do so much, but the the changes, and, and I think particularly at the moment, I think the concern is that there are lots of changes which will mean that you won't be able to, to um, I don't know, a better word for upgrade. I am every time I say this. <laughs> <laughs> when you want to change back to That'll WordPress, do. I think there might be a problem uh, with, uh, you know, I think there's, there's so much more connections now with Jetpack and things like that. Mm. And um, it's kind of taking over to WooCommerce. So, yeah, it's 
no one really knows where it's going to go with uh, classic press with this. And of course, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's appeal is there because it seems to correct some of the things that make you unhappy about WordPress at the moment. So clearly one of its other things is to make sure that its versioning controlling isn't done in the same way that frustrates developers with WordPress. So they're going to do it all through GitHub things that I don't really understand. They're going to try and make sure that the community has a clear voice and that there is no one kind of central leader who makes all the decisions, obviously a reaction against WordPress. So it all sounds very lovely, but how long you can keep it in line with WordPress so you can possibly upgrade, I really don't know about. Do you know, it's really interesting because a lot of CMS projects keep seem to manage to update and be in development and be innovating with really tiny mm. user bases. You know, I mean, we're mm. so used to WordPress growing. We kind of view that as the model of success. And if you look at other ones, and, and not to denigrate anything, but obviously you've got things like Joomla and Drupal, which for a period of time were running very successfully and seem mm. to be dwindling in terms of user numbers. But there are other ones, countless little CMS platforms that seem to just keep going. So I'm not entirely sure if mm. the scope of classic press is to do everything that WordPress can do, bar the, the choice of the editor, then, mm. or, or rather bar the what the editor is capable of, then I think that's doomed to failure. But if it's got a much more limited scope and maybe in the years to come it draws up a, a kernel of what it's going to be good at, and it might be, you know, we do a, a fairly stripped down e-commerce solution. We will be reliable. We'll work on any hosting. You know, we'll work with PHP 7 and so on and so forth. That might be a way to take it because you don't need millions of people to make it successful. You just need a few committed people who are willing to give back and use us to, uh, to comment on it. So it doesn't have to be a WordPress equivalent. It doesn't have to be equanimous with WordPress installs in order to be successful. Mm. It just needs to, to keep going. And from everything that you've said, there are, there are really useful, um, you know, really useful implementations where it might work potentially even better than WordPress. So I'm, I am going to concede that point. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it. it's already got its own developers. There's one person who seems to be developing a lot of plugins for it. So there's not the choice you're going to have with WordPress. But, you know, as, as they've got the advantage of being able to fork with the licenses, all of the kind of best stuff of WordPress as it is now and is compatible... This, I mean, you can, you know, today we can still build and we have done, I have for the last five years been able to build perfectly good sites and many of those sites, some of them are going on 10 years that have not needed any changes. So mm. all the work that I've been doing on these sites have been purely due to the updates for things that we don't need on the sites. Mm. They, you know, if the only reason I update them is I'm fearful of, the security risks that might, you know, go with that or that they might need something later down the line. Mm. But in reality, that's not the case. So I could see probably 80% of the sites that I look after could probably be on classic press uh, with the, all the, the plugins kind of frozen in time yeah. and the clients are not going to need any more. We, we should probably also address, and I'll get into my points in a minute, but we should probably also address the fact that the, the the setup that you've got and the setup which I've got has has morphed away from Classic Press naturally anyway over the last, what should we say, five years towards 
plugins which amend mm. or entirely replace in many cases the the classic editor yeah. um, capabilities so in your case and my case we're both proponents of page builders um, i know, know that mm. many people use elementor divi beaver builder oxygen and the list goes on and and so for those people it's become a bit of a moot point anyway you know you, you're really not that bothered about what the classic editor is doing the only reason mm. that you would ever bother to go and look at um, the classic editor or Gutenberg is to create the post title, change the permalink, yeah, and then you're you're done. That's basic. Maybe change some SEO settings and a couple of other, well featured image possibly, and then you're out of there and you'll never look back. Um, so yeah. you know, in our case, it may be that that's that's the reason why you can accommodate classic press because you know, well, I, I would imagine you're going to slap Beaver Builder on every single one of those classic press sites as the first plugin mm. and take it from there. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know, some of the other people, uh, somebody made a comment that they felt that the people who probably least wanted. Gutenberg, and you would probably argue the opposite, are those writers um, who were just used to writing with the, the, the classic editor, and that's all they needed. And, and on top of that, some of the difficulties for editorial teams where they didn't want all of the extra control that suddenly Gutenberg would give, that would add confusion to the systems that were already in place. So that there are some people that are kind of more from the content creation background who don't want the thing that Gutenberg was really created to help or that the change of editor so yeah. there's that side as well as the page builder side yeah yeah I mean I can I can see your points but I'm gonna now launch into my laundry list of, <laughs> um, of points which I think make them all uh, just go away the first one is a slightly uh, slightly incendiary and it's basically that the the classic editor is rubbish <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean it's it's a piece of technology which it was fabulous in its day you know i remember i can't remember where i saw it but the first time i saw something akin to a text editor online that is to say not in a in something like microsoft word or something and i just thought it was the most beguiling and amazing thing and but that day has gone you know we're used to much much better experiences and so i likened it to using something like ms wordpad when you've got something like Google Docs or, oh, I don't know, some publishing program which is available to you. In other words, it's an old interface. Five years ago, it was fine. It did what you needed, but there were still struggles. You know, doing basic stuff inside of that editor was was a nightmare. And the only reason that you didn't think it was a nightmare was because that was the constraints that you had. You just accommodated it. But many of the features which have hopped into Gutenberg in the last couple of years have obviated that. And I know there are quirks and I know that constant updating changes to the UI, things being in unfamiliar places and so on, really stymie the support for Gutenberg. But the classic editor compared side by side to the the new Gutenberg editor or the block editor, we should probably call it. There's just There's just no comparison in every way, I would argue. It's superior. You know, writing text is a dream. Inserting images, whilst not perfect, is much better. Creating columns is trivial. Putting text in those columns and rearranging text and rearranging items on the page is trivially easy. So that would be my first opening slightly incendiary gamut is that the classic editor is just rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I, I think even when I came into 
using WordPress for the first time, but 2007, I'm sure there were still lots of debates there about it yep. being fairly useless. Um, yep. I, but the thing is, I guess the classic press argument is the fact that that kind of worked. You knew where you went. I mean, for I gave the example to you earlier about the the person I cite high look after who does updates on a blog post. The 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 new editor was difficult because all she mm. ever did really she'd go in and create a new post. She could see her URL very yep. easily. Now you have to kind of search for it yep. um, and change that. That's what she needed to do first thing. And then all she needed to do was to write and every so often left or right align some images, which was fairly easy to do. Mm. Now this becomes quite a task for her to do if she tries to do it because it's a block and it's separate and it doesn't automatically float either side of her text so there are examples where you just think actually the writers some of the writers who know already wordpress are kind of stung because the basic stuff the really simple stuff they always did is suddenly now more complex yeah yeah i, I know what you mean but i i would just basically say she's a lazy client and she needs to be told <laughs> you know she needs to she needs to spend three minutes in the editor and click around there are certain paradigms that yeah. you've got to start to understand though and and one of the things which i think is the most peculiar is that everything is a block and by everything i mean everything so you know you hit return after a paragraph and in every typing experience until now that did nothing except put a carriage return in and essentially puts something on a new line whereas now in gutenberg for the first time that i've been aware of that creates a new entity a new block a new thing and because that new thing is decoupled from all the other things on that page you can move it around so you don't have to uh, highlight that paragraph should you decide it actually belongs at the bottom you just click a button and it moves out of view and you know, it moves up and it moves down and you can actually move it left and right if you know the keystroke which is a pain by the way that needs to be fixed um, but that that paradigm is difficult. You know, the idea that we've all used word processors and, and it just doesn't behave that way. But what that allows in the future, everything being a block, everything being separate from everything else, that has sublimely cool implications. And I know that one of your arguments is going to be it's all crystal ball gazing. We're all, you know, you can't possibly know the way this is going to work out. And I concede that. But I do think the architecture of this, the way that everything has been designed as a block, and I, when I say everything, I mean everything, you know, like navigation will be a block, images blocks, text blocks, anything is a block. And, and it's completely agnostic of all the other things. And that's, that's going to be really cool. So what I would say is it'll take your client three minutes to learn the new interface, but that's three minutes that maybe they're unwilling to, to sort of sacrifice. Yeah, I know I agree and I have to concede it, but maybe, you know, I mean, you're arguing it's a much better experience than what we had. <laughs> but then if I throw in, how come we're not seeing the reviews that reflect that? Uh, you see, I think the people that were reviewing, uh, uh, the, the people that are dis dissatisfied with it i think maybe we've t taken a swing now and the, the people who are dissatisfied are writing the reviews <laughs> and the people who are satisfied are just happily using it <laughs> and they're not writing any reviews <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's it probably doesn't not stand true, up because <laughs> no. yeah it would have to apply to all plugins so yeah, exactly we, we i don't know have, yeah. i don't know all, all i can say is that from my perspective 
and my perspective is basically text, images, the occasional bomb. For that, it's yeah. just so good. I mean, it's so superior. And and I, I really did hold off. I installed the classic plugin everywhere when 5.0 came around, just largely because of I was fearful of breakages. And nothing broke. And then I've stripped out the classic editor. And that's not true. I've had a few visual remnants of something weird. You know, I don't know, some um, short code didn't get put in the right place and something like that. That's happened a few times, but very, very little. Nothing that couldn't be cleaned up pretty quickly. And I can't, yeah. really, I can't really explain the, the negative reviews other than it, it, isn't, it isn't what everybody wanted. It's not, it's not familiar. I suspect there's also a fair bit of politics at play here, which, we'll, which we probably should get into now, actually. You know, the idea that this was forced upon us, should we use those words? It, was, it didn't yeah. feel that, that, like this was a democratic decision. It was just something which came about. And I, I really can't argue with that. I, I think the best way to have approached this with hindsight was voting, possibly. No, not even voting. Let's just put it in a plug-in. That would have been a really handy way to do this. Put Gutenberg in a plugin yeah. and see what the see what the community wanted, see whether it got installed. But I suppose Automatic's position would be, you know what? The plugin could fail even if it's brilliant. Whereas if we put it in core, we're going to iterate with millions of eyeballs and and we've got something which is good enough. And I, I'm just yeah. not hearing anybody shouting about how, how bad Gutenberg is anymore. Well, this is one notable exception, but um, the um, yeah. So anyway, sorry. Drink, drawing it back to the politics, I think that's probably part of it. People felt that their, the, the you know the tool they'd invested in over many years had sort of been hijacked by an entity which they had no insight or or way of voting upon. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it's hard to justify why you know this plugin, which wasn't rated high, had to go into core. Um, and not feel like it's democratic until it was kind of ready and that's that is why we have classic press and and i concede as well that it hasn't really bothered me i mean there has been a few updates recently we've got more updates and 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 clearly somebody has to pay the cost i mean uh, i mean elementor had a big update and it it had its own problems with that big update but i i did kind of feel that they were probably right where a lot of it was still the up some of the changes that had been made in 5.5 it it meant a lot of work i think for most of the plugin authors out there and in some way we all pay the cost for that mm. that decision you know because if gutenberg's in and and it's effectively all the sites that we've built now wordpress due to this decision is turning all our sites into some experimental um project going on you know uh, impacting on it so that's one reason to maybe want to say okay i'm just want to go on classic press and leave it there you want to keep experimenting then I, I want nothing to do with it and that's pretty much i think the the classic press uh situation is is moment it's a way of opting out of uh, all of these changes yeah which, you know i've had i've had more issues i think with wordpress updates since Gutenberg than I've ever had before, but ah. I get very few. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was just a curious choice just to 
just to make yeah. everybody accept it or not. And obviously there was no hint that Classic Press was going to come along. It was just a, let's just make everybody have it. And there was a lot of disconcent, sorry, um, disconcerting mm. talk about it. And there was even a, a WordPress governance project, which I'm not sure if that's still on the go or not, but for a while that was a that was a thing. You know, people were ticked off with the way that the 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 decisions had been handed down um and you're going to you're going to take this but to be fair to automatic they did they did freely make available the classic editor plugin which up until now mm-hmm. is still um available it's still being updated i think the date is at some point next year where they're going to stop updating that but they did they did offer a period of time where you didn't have to in any way shape or form take part in this experiment, sure enough, the the payload of Gutenberg came along for the ride in WordPress, but you could kind of stop it in infecting, if you like, your pages and posts. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna change direction a, a little bit, if that's all right. Okay. And that is to say, the roadmap for Gutenberg again, crystal ball gazing. Sorry about that. It's just so <laughs> so exciting, you know. So many of the things that we've we've wanted out of our CMS, the ability to edit things easily, the ability to, let's not get into the whole page builder side of things because I think that's still totally unknown how that's mm-hmm. going to look. But things, basic things like headers and footers and the block architecture where simple little things like you might want a testimonials thing, uh, you know, a, a nicely defined, neat testimonials display on your website, you'll be able to download a very lightweight little testimonials block from a repository where you can choose from thousands of other testimonial blocks, or you might want a form block, or you might want a, goodness knows, I don't know, a, um, a hero image block or whatever. All of that, those this little componenty nature of WordPress going mm. forward, and the fact that you'll be able to do most of the things which currently are a bit of a puzzle for your clients because you have to go to the menu area of the, you know, you have to go to dashboard, appearance, menus, then fiddle with the menu, make sure you've got the right one, then click save and then go back and look at the site. All of that will be handled in in the, the editor. The, you know, all of that's going to be taken care of. And so I think I think the roadmap just in core, forgetting all of the great third-party stuff that's coming around, thinking of things like generate blocks and things like that, all of that is very exciting to me. It is, but also there's a downside to that as well. So the uh, what you mentioned about the fact that there just be maybe hundreds of testimonial blocks that you can install, <laughs> uh, and you get kind of well. There's the choice paralysis element yeah. of that, which makes it difficult. But also the fact that you don't know which one is going to be a well-coded one amongst mm. all of that. Whereas if you jump on board with your preferred provider. For WordPress, so if you know if you go into say Elementor, which is really getting much further away as time goes on to being its own site builder, they rename themselves as that, separate to WordPress. You know when you cl- go and do the global changes, when you go and put in the templates, it doesn't look like WordPress. It's separated from that. But you're in with that supplier, whether you like them or not. You you kind of they they decide your experience with it. If everybody's allowed to kind of shove in what they like through the repository there, there's, there's, that goes out of the window. And it's the same with the, the talks about WordPress going forward and having an onboarding system. But this kind of surely only works in a world where you consider WordPress is like a SaaS app where it's owned and controlled by one person who determines that their client, their, their customer should have this one experience. 
where I see WordPress, and I think this is crucial, as literally a very simple blogging platform that wasn't even a proper CMS because of its simplicity, attracting so many different people who could serve independently their own type of client and give them their own onboarding that suited their client. And that, that's what I think it breaks away from mm. with uh, the new WordPress. It, it becomes something where they've got to design something that's going to work for all of the people um, uh, <laughs> that might actually be just more confusing. So my that I need to see this future that you can see in the crystal ball and see how it works out because I yeah. can see the downside of that as well as the good side. Yes, yeah. I, I take your point. I mean, in terms of things like the, the blocks and the, the myriad choice of blocks that you might have, I suppose that's no not really any different from what we've currently got yeah. with plugins, really. You know, you could go and type in forms yeah. or something in the repository and get a ton of things and uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to surface the good from the bad and no doubt you know wordpress will be able to figure that out in terms of i don't know install base number of installs commenting um star reviews and that kind of thing i don't know how that would fit in a tiny ui um, I've seen illustrations <laughs> of how they're going to try and tackle some aspects of this, but we'll just have to see. You know, they've got this clever sort of like window which pops up when you hover over blocks on the right-hand side um, now, and maybe something like that can be deployed to show a, a brief summation of what's in there. But it's um, I don't see the choice being a problem. I see that only as being a good thing because, you know, hopefully people will right, surface to the top the ones which are good. I just I just feel it's such a... Uh, how to describe it? I, I feel 18 months ago, I was far less optimistic. And now that I see mm -hmm. really serious development companies, really serious developers getting on board, the, the maturity of the, the technology seems to be to the point where they're, they're prepared now to invest their time into it. And I'm, I'm imagining mm -hmm. that many of these people wouldn't have invested time if they didn't see a future in it. So we're all crystal ball gazing a bit, but it seems like the, the picture is sort of solidifying within the crystal ball. Their commitments and their innovations uh, and I won't mention any names, but you know, you're probably thinking the same things that mm. I am. Certain developers who are doing certain things, it just seems like this one fabulous interface is going to be really good. And just as an aside, there was talk recently mm -hmm. about the the Gutenberg interface potentially becoming almost like the the interface for editing on the web, not just within WordPress. You know, because it's a, an open source. Um, project the Gutenberg editor can be stripped out it can be put into a different CMS mm. but there seems to be talk at the moment of perhaps having this as a, a mobile interface because mm. who knew there isn't a, a one there isn't one superior text editing interface which is available cross-platform on the mobile and Gutenberg could be a real contender mm. for that and then I just love the idea that the editor that I'm used to using, I mean, it's purely self-interest here, you understand, the editor <laughs> that I'm used to using becomes the editor that's everywhere on the internet. Now, whether it's perfect or mm. not is, you know, uh, again, you could discuss that, but I do like the idea of everywhere I go, a familiar interface follows along. That seems quite beguiling to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I... You know, honestly, most of the stuff and the idea behind Gutenberg, I get excited about. It's just, I, there's a, <laughs> someone mentioned this on WP Tavern, and it was it was something I'd been looking for. It's what I first identified with this whole project for Gutenberg, and it's this: could this be 
a second system syndrome. This is something I don't remember the name who coined this, but this um, phenomenon that seems to happen with technology where a very simple system is successful for a long time, but there always seems to come a point in its failure when it decides to make an update and become something much more complex. And that's always my big worry about the whole Gutenberg project. Could it be that itself? You know, is it really going to get, are people going to latch onto it? I mean, we expected as soon as it went into core that there was going to be a bit of a gold rush. There was going to be a lot of people who were going to keep um, adding on kind of add on packs for Gutenberg to make it work and, and address some of the issues that aren't taken care of now. And I think my difficulty with jumping on board with any of those is the fact that as far as I know, Gutenberg will possibly, but I'm not sure, address all of the things that people are building for now. So if you want a better layout tool for creating your pages like mm -hmm. a page builder, mm -hmm. people have got solutions on the market now. But I'm still unclear what this Gutenberg project intends to be at the end because i don't hear it from the very top the person making decisions saying yeah actually we want it to be like a page builder we want people to have the same experience they can get if they go to wix weebly squarespace we don't hear that we hear kind of the opposite but yeah but a lot of people think it is that it's interesting isn't it because the, the reason that we're so happy with our kind of page builders of choice is because they they've been able to iterate yeah. so fast because they can they can just make decisions arbitrarily. They can say, okay, we now want it to do this. Let's just put our energy into making it happen. So they're able to turn out an amazing interface in a matter of, well, let's say it's a year from the time you begin mm. writing the code for that to the point at which you're able to release it to the world. Um, but we haven't managed to have that with Gutenberg. And I suppose that comes back two things. First thing is the user base. It needs to be it needs to not break anything, which must be jolly hard. But the other thing, and slightly controversially, I suppose, is that one of the things we like about the the fact that we've got these page builders is that we're we're just told what it's now going to do. And if you're in the community, yeah. you can probably have a change on that. But you know, oddly, we don't like that when WordPress tells us that okay, it's now going to do this. <laughs> uh, well, that's different. You know. Mm. I don't like it when you tell me automatic what to do, but I'm okay when my page builder tells me they're just going to introduce this new feature. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not so keen on that myself. No, because you know, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a, a bit about the fact that you know, if you if you sell something to somebody, I'm the opposite to what most people are. Most people just want the new technology, get very excited about something new to play with. Where I'm always thinking, huh. I earn small amount of money building the sites. I earn much more by keeping these sites pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and that that completely changes my perspective and and why I lean towards the classic press. Of course, I mean, like I would guess most classic press fans, I don't think they don't want WordPress to succeed and do well, and they don't want to break off and be able to to be able to i'm going to say upgrade because i think that is the way you're going to look at <laughs> if if there is an upgrade to be had but i think for the moment it's it is a reaction but a necessary one to say okay I, i'm not so sure because there's so many things to be decided about how this goes and, and something you said which is probably the same but i don't think it is where if, if you come from your editor select from a number of blocks very easily as you're just dragging them into the page you make i think that's quite a lot different from having to go out and then search for a plugin and then install it. I think, I think it's a very, I, 
I think that's a different experience altogether. Yeah, maybe it's destined to break things more often because the um, the search is trivially easy to do. The 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 one thing I can say about um, about all of this is that I'm delighted that there is classic press because you know if there wasn't if there wasn't problems with Gutenberg, we'd have nothing to moan about. We need we we, we do need Gottenberg to uh, you know to have its failings because honestly David you and I would what would we talk about if there was if there was no no moaning about Gutenberg it's essential that it keeps going wrong. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I'm fascinated by it. I mean, uh, you, you know, I'm arguing the classic press side, but and you know, I want to stay on both sides of this. But I am seriously, um, I've got a classic press installed and I'm trying out their stuff and. I, I'm on the verge of thinking, yeah, there's a few sites here that I just know are not going to change. Shall I just stick classic press on it and uh, see how that works out? So I they think, have swung me over a bit. Yeah, well, I, I, no problem with it. I, I think this is one that we need to come back to in, I'd mm-hmm. say, two years time. And, uh, you know, at that point, you can you can have all the contrition in the world and, you know, tell me that it didn't work out over on the classic press side <laughs> and the cotton bugs on. Maybe not. You never know. It might just be working out perfectly. But um, certainly at the moment, we're in we're in sort of late 2020 that we're recording this. Well, not late 2020, mid to late 2020. It kind of feels like um, we're still unsure. Could go either way okay. with Gutenberg, but I, I feel very bullish about it. Yeah. No, you're very positive about these things. And I want to be as well, uh, you know, but uh, and it's just that kind of realism. I have a sort of worry about it, it comes back from my background of working in government agencies with, you know, when you try and build something as complex as Gutenberg. You see, WordPress was fine. It largely was a very small bit of code that everybody was able to adopt. But when you've got big ambitions like this, I, I see in bigger organizations how difficult it is to get everybody moving on board with the same vision and and deliver it so i think that's the big challenge so i there's always a bit of reserve with gutenberg which is why i like the idea that classic press will be there as a backup oh david jump in the water is cool the water is fine (laughs) you'll be fine um we should probably knock it on the head though we're on 50 minutes already good grief oh wow Gosh. Yeah. Okay. Have you got anything crucial that you want to throw in before mm. we end, or boy, are we happy? No, not at all. Okay. No. Looking perfect. To the next... Yeah. Next next time you catch us, we'll be. We're starting on A, right? We're going from A to Z. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Perfect. So we'll tell you what A is um, a bit later. <laughs> when we but, know. Uh, yeah. When we actually <laughs> have put the time into it. But thank you. That was a really interesting debate. I like that one. Thanks. Bye bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Always a pleasure chatting to David Wamsley about these things. The truth is, I didn't really know a lot about Classic Press, and I've learnt a lot during the making of this episode. Seems like they've got some really interesting ambitions for the project, and also some noteworthy reasons why they came about in the first place. Anyway, you can go and check it out, as we mentioned in the podcast. Go and see what you think. Perhaps it's something that you yourself would like to pursue. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Tests in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in just a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a demo at AB Split Test.
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. Okay, we'll be back next week, next Thursday, for a podcast episode. They come out at 1pm UK time every single Thursday, except during the holiday season, which is coming up. Also, we'll be back on Tuesday, as I said, this week in WordPress, the live version, 2pm UK time at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Or you can get the newsletter by going to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, and you'll get all of the content that we produce in that as well. Okay, I hope you have a nice week. Stay safe. I'm going to fade in some dreadfully cheesy music, as I always do, and say bye-bye for now.